bad music only means one thing. It is time for our extra Patreon content for April of 2023. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. And I'm back, boys. Woohoo! He's back. Back like a vertebrae. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> back like fucking... Wells has backs. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Jacob was out last week because he lost his father. And I know that had to be kind of tough. And, um, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to still have both my parents. But I'm getting up in age, so I don't know how much longer I'll have them. But knowing knowing my family history, they'll probably live to be 100 at least. That's crazy, dude. They're already almost there. (laughs) <laughs> they're in their they're 70s the finish line they're in their 70s so if they live to be 100 still got a good you know 28 years or so yeah how old were they when they had you because they're in their 70s you're 60s right <laughs> yeah <laughs> my i i added it up my dad was 25 when i was born my mom was 22 i think 23 Okay. Yeah, she was 23 because she was 18 when she had my brother, and she was 23 when she had me. I, we're five years apart, me and my brother. Yeah, so 32, Yeah, so my parents were like 25 when they had my brother, and I think they were 32 when they had me. So I was uh, kind of late coming along. Were you an accident? <laughs> I was an accident, but so they had... Um, they tried to have another kid they'd been trying and then they gave up and then when they gave up that's when i was born <laughs> ironically <laughs> my brother my older brother was the accident and uh, that's the reason they got married it was like a shotgun wedding <laughs> and uh oh yeah dude i imagine at 18 no yeah. one wants to get married at fucking 18 and uh, no i think my my mom was ready to leave home cuz my my grandparents were, my mom's parents were pretty strict Catholic, uh, you know, people. And so my mom was like ready to leave home. So I think she, you know, it was just like when she got pregnant, she was like, awesome. I could leave now. That makes sense. Yeah. My parents were together since they were 16. They got together at 16 years old and then they didn't get married until 25. And that's when they had my brother. Hmm. Yeah, I think my parents were set up on a blind date by my uncle for uh, prom or some something like that. And uh, then they ended up breaking up for a while and then ended up getting back together. And then they got married and they've been together ever since. And I think they were trying to have uh, another kid in between my me and my brother, but just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I came along, you know, five years later, which kind of okay. sucked because you know having a brother that's five years older than you. We really don't have anything in common, even as kids. Like, we couldn't stand each other. Maybe oh, we, yeah, dude. I mean, my brother is eight years older than me. I mean, we get, we get along as, an, as adults, but as kids, like, it was just impossible. Yeah, dude. I remember when I was a kid, I used to come home from school, and uh, I'd piss off my brother, and he's eight years older than me, and he would just stuff his dirty socks in, in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, my brother... Uh... My brother tied me to a lawn chair with duct tape once. <laughs> I was a kid in the yard, and I had to just sit there till my parents got home to let me loose. Dude, one time my brother uh, tried to set me on fire with a cologne flamethrower. Really? 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Luckily, it didn't fucking work, but it was hot. Yeah. It, it was definitely hot. <laughs> it did not work either. My brother broke my pinky toe because he slammed a door on me while I was running after him. Oh, shit, dude. Dude, I, there's no better feeling. Like, I remember the first time I got the better of my brother in a fight when I was in, like, high school and I came into my own and I was, I was watching a bunch of MMA, so I was just doing jujitsu <laughs> moves on him. I fucking took him down and just choked him out. It yeah. was the best feeling ever, dude. See, my brother moved. We <clears throat> When I was a little kid, we lived in a two-bedroom house, so me and my brother had to share a bedroom until he left for college when I was in like about to go into high school uh, from 8th to ninth grade. I was going into high school when he left to go to college, and he never – Never came back home, never looked back. So at least yeah, during high, my high school years, I got to have a room to myself. But it still kind of sucked because I had to keep uh, his bed in the bedroom. We had to have two bedroom, two beds in the bedroom because he would come home on the weekends mm-hmm. when he was at college. What did your parents do for a living? My dad was uh, my dad was in real estate since the eighties. Uh, he got hurt when I was really young, hurt his back and had to have back surgery because he worked for uh, this place called International Harvester. And they used to make like huge farm equipment and like trucks and stuff. And uh, yeah. they had a factory <clears throat> in Gulfport near um, the the uh, electric, the like uh, the power plant, Mississippi Power uh, on Lorraine Road. It's still there, but I don't know what it is now. But it used to be a, a, a truck, like a farm equipment factory. He got hurt mm-hmm. there, and then he got laid off. And for a few years, he was just kind of working job to job, whatever he could find. And then he ended up getting into real estate, and that's what he worked in until he, he retired a few years ago. My mom was uh, uh, an assistant, a teacher's assistant, for like 25 years before she retired. Wow, that's that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to have that not be me. She retired because she was having a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure, dude. I mean, being a a teacher's assistant for 25 years. Mm -hmm. For kindergartners. Why would she do that and then not, like, just be a teacher? I don't know. I mean, she ended up, I think she just, she got her associate's degree and then never went on to get her, uh, bachelor's to become a full-fledged teacher yeah i don't know how it was back then because i don't think I mean, she I'm wanted sure. the re- i don't think she wanted the responsibility of being a full-time teacher i think she just liked being a teacher's assistant yeah that's probably true because like now i know that at my job if i'm a teacher's assistant for two years they'll pay for me to go to college and take the classes to be a teacher yeah but my mom became a teacher's assistant in like 1985 so i don't think they okay had but those that, kind of that means programs. that she retired at, at 2005 man and if you're working there for 15 years i'm sure somebody's like hey you want to be a teacher real quick like, we'll help <laughs> well, you dude she still gets a 15 I mean, years she worked for the harrison county school district for like she started i think i was in like second or third grade when she started teacher's assistant uh for kindergarten okay. and she was there till I was, you know, it was in sixth grade. And then I went off to D'Iberville Middle School. And she was a teacher's assistant for Harrison County Schools till like 2008. I think she retired in 2008 or 2009. 
uh, shortly after my grandfather died and she was having to take care of my grandma and she was, uh, you know, she had, um, she had just gotten over breast cancer and she had tremors and she just couldn't do it anymore. And she was about to have a nervous breakdown. So she was like, I'm retiring and she gets a pretty decent pension. You know, it's not great, but you know, it's something. Yeah, I know the retirement now is like the only reason you would stay in that job. Yeah. The, the retirement's pretty sweet. Yeah, she built up like 25 years worth of retirement, so. Yeah, that's that's pretty legit. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah it's for, for our bonus episode, I wanted to tell some uh, some dad stories since, since my dad just died. And, you know, I figured that would be a good way to ease back into the whole podcasting thing because i don't want to just come back when we have a guest and be like hey i'm back my yeah. dad's dead what's up dude what do you do what's going on how's the road you know so you wanted to talk about some dad stories and uh you want to go ahead and start it off with some with some cool dad story do you have any cool dad stories or is it all you know, he, he punched me in the face once for, <laughs> dude, I have, I do have a lot of those stories. I was trying my best to find like, you know, like a genuine, like good, like heartfelt dad story or something that's at least just like, you know, funny or I tried my best. So I've, I got one, <laughs> I, I managed to get like one or two. My dad was just like the most miserable old bastard on the planet. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of funny, funny stories about my dad, too. But the thing is, my dad's not like a funny guy. Like he's just yeah. like my dad's a, like, I love my dad. We've always gotten along my entire life. We always did stuff together when I was a teenager. We took karate together. You know, we used to go watch movies and stuff together. But he's just not like, you know, he's not a laugh a minute type of dude like he's very serious he's very like you know composed and goes to you know does dad stuff like mows the lawn <laughs> yeah we used to my call dad... me and my brother we used to call my dad the lawn the yard nazi when we yeah. were kids because like it, that's all my dad liked to do in his off time was cut the grass and do lawn maintenance i think that's everyone's dad who which, I mean, my dad was a product of the, you know, the 60s, 70s. So I think that's every dad from a, a close to that time period or before is they just fucking love yard work. Dude. I don't get it, man. Like, it was all the time. It never ended. It was, if if my dad had a day off or, you know, afternoons after work, he was out in the yard doing something, digging up trees or <laughs> uh, bushes yeah. and cutting the grass and like digging digging trenches for no good reason yeah i mean so my dad was funny and i think that you know me getting into comedy definitely i think he definitely kind of was one of the reasons for that because i sent you a picture last night and he had these old cassette tapes yeah mostly of tim wilson and he did have a ray stevens uh, cassette tape too where he would just listen to that just like horrible country conservative comedy that's just yeah. not my cup of tea at all <laughs> but i grew up listening to it all the time and he loved george carlin too but my dad was like 
the person and i'm so glad that we never like he wasn't the person to go out into public anywhere at all ever like if like he would never go to like a party or hang out somewhere casually and i'm glad he wasn't because he would make just the most like obscenely dirty and just (laughs) off the cuff like horribly racist jokes all the fucking time dude just all the time just straight up drop an inward joke and we're like dad you can't do that dude like yeah i don't think i've ever heard my dad tell a joke ever really ever i don't think he's ever told a joke in his entire life i see i don't i think my dad was telling it like a joke, but he was really just r- ranting about <laughs> fucking black people. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not racist. It's just what they do. I'm like, nah, dude, you fucking, <laughs> you, that's racist, brother. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was really into like, um, you know, Tim Wilson and George Carlin and, and, and all of that too. And my dad wasn't, and he, my dad's not into comedy at all. Yeah. Like he used to watch the George Carlin specials when I was young. I remember watching the George Carlin specials, but as far as like you know comedy records or like you know tapes or anything like that, like he was not the type of guy that was going to drive around listening to like you know Steve Martin or something. You know, yeah. I, I, my both of my parents were really into comedy too, because I mean they grew up in the seventies when it was you know it was hot. You know, like everyone watched Richard Pryor and George Carlin and all that um my dad i think came to one of my comedy shows and he was actually really supportive of me doing comedy the same way my mom was when they found out that i was good at it and i could actually make like some money doing it they're like oh yeah by all means go right ahead we thought that you sucked um (laughs) he came to one of my comedy shows and it wasn't when i opened for mick foley in front of 200 people it wasn't for when I made it to the finals of the Mobile Comedy <laughs> Festival and got fourth place. It uh, it was at a fucking showcase where I basically had a, a five minute, ten minute guest spot at the Celtic Bar in oh. Pascagoula, <laughs> which is like the roughest, shittiest bar on the fucking coast. Dude, that is like for people that aren't from the coast. The Celtic is not only is it in Pascagoula, which is like one of the roughest places on the coast, you know, Pascagoula Moss Point, but it's at a bar called the Celtic, which is like, how would you describe the Celtic? It is like, it's the type of place where you walk in and you know instantly like somebody's going to try to fight me (laughs) in this place. But it's the kind of place where not, not only do you know you're probably going to get in a fight, you might get in a fight with the fucking bartender. Yeah. It's that kind of place, dude. Like it's rough. Yeah. And I, I remember one of the first times I ever like, like kind of reached a, a good point in my comedy career was when I, I was doing comedy at the Celtic and everyone was actually paying attention to it. Like no one laughed, but everyone was paying attention. And that's the most you can fucking ask for is everyone facing the same way. <laughs> looking at you. But I, I was doing this show and I was booked for like a five minute spot or something like that. And uh, you might we convinced my dad to come and do me see me, you know, do comedy live for the first time ever. And of course, at this show, 
there's these fucking you know well we come in and the the door guy is like yelling at the comics and threatening to fight us at this bar and we're just like okay dude you work here like can you not drink while you're at work that's fucking ridiculous and of course there's just these giant fucking guys yelling shit at people and trying to go up to the stage and fight and all this shit and uh you know i go over to my dad and i'm like why did this have to be the one show that you came to and my dad's like fucking built different <laughs> he's like the whole time you were on stage i had my hand on my gun <laughs> <laughs> i was just like okay dad thanks man i'm glad i guess i'm glad you came to this one yeah because of course you would come with a gun and like try to kill somebody if they came on stage <laughs> <laughs> wow that was the kind of person my dad was, dude. He was so overly protective. Yeah. yeah. And he would just smoke a motherfucker. <laughs> he uh he got fired from a job one time because he bit a guy's ear off. What? He Mike Tysoned yeah, him? For fucking sure. And this was like a it wasn't like a heat of the moment thing. Cause growing up, my dad would always play with me and like play wrestle with me and be like, I'm gonna bite your ear off and like nibble on my ear and I'd scream like ah! <laughs> so this guy he was working at a welding shop before he went back out to ingles and there was this like young kid who would just always fuck with him and just kind of like try to bully him around and, and shit and my dad would always tell him like don't fuck with me i'm not i'm not playing with you like we'll fucking duke it out and it came to a head one day and they got in a fight and my dad apparently bit his ear clean off his head and there was just blood all over oh his Oh my god. <laughs> he bit his ear off and chewed it a little bit and spit it out. <laughs> and so he had to get a new job. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude. My dad was fucking serious. Yeah, I don't think my dad ever physically maimed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad did shit like that all the time, dude. I told the story of him when he made my uh, assistant principal cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came up to the school and made my assistant principal Dude, cry. I didn't even hear my dad. I've only heard my dad say the F word once in my life. Whoa. And I was like, I was probably like 25 or so. Uh, maybe yeah. not even that old. Maybe like 20 or so. Uh, I just remember it, it was it was a lawn-related incident where <laughs> the lawnmower broke. And my dad asked me, I think I was living on my, he asked me to come over and help him load the lawnmower into the back of his truck so he could take it to the repair shop. And mm -hmm. we get it to the repair shop and we're headed back to, to their house. And, uh, we're, there's a guy that's just riding his ass, you know, as we're getting on the interstate, like, and we were on like pops Ferry road. Like this guy had been following mm -hmm. him like forever, just riding his ass, wouldn't go around him. And stuff. So we're getting up on the interstate, and this guy, like, my dad's like constantly looking in the mirror and just like muttering to himself about this guy riding his ass. And then as soon as we get yeah. on the interstate, the guy like, like revs his engine and goes around my dad. And he, my dad just throws the finger out the window and he's like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I was just like, what? And I was like, you know that word? <laughs> That's the most dad way to cut someone out, too. Yeah. 
That's the only time I've ever heard him utter the F word my entire life. Oh, dude, that was one of my dad's favorite words. He, he tried to pretend like it wasn't, like he tried to not, you know, and he would get mad at us when we cussed. Really? When I was in like, <laughs> yeah, I was in like high school, you know, 16 years old, throwing out F-bombs and my dad would get mad at me. My mom's like, he, he learned that word from you, Charles. <laughs> Why are you getting mad? You, you say it in front of him often. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I remember because my dad used to always get us to hold the flashlight for him when he was fixing stuff. Oh God. And I, do you have that same existential dread? Yes. When your dad used to come to you and be like, Hey, come hold the flashlight. My for dad me. would get so irritated with me when I was a kid. Cause like he would get me to help him do stuff. And if I did it wrong or like, you know, held the, the flashlight wrong, it would just be, you know, just like, just getting on my ass about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, my dad's the same way I think everyone's dad is. And um, it got to the point where we'd get older and, and we'd refuse to help him do anything. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, hey, come on, come on. We're like, no, dude, because you're just you're going to yell at us because you don't know how to fix it. And you're going to be like, you're on the flashlight wrong. It's like, no, you just don't know how to fix a fucking car. Go to a mechanic. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we would stop helping him. And uh, there's this one time he was outside. I don't know what he was doing, but he had to be under the car for something. And we, you know, he's, he was out there cussing the whole time. We could hear him cussing in the house. And then we hear, uh, he's not yelling anymore, but we hear. Boom. Boom. Just like, like perfectly patterned out. Boom. Boom. Just like loud noises. And we're ignoring it. Caleb has headphones in my brother uh-huh. he has headphones on he's which he does because there's a fucking loud noise we're like oh dad's just fixing shit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like sitting there on the computer ignoring it and um we we don't even go look and my mom was out somewhere and she came home and she came in to get us and she's like hey your dad's stuck under the car out here can y'all come help? <laughs> he was throwing his tools at the house to try to get our attention. Oh, God. Because he had gotten stuck under the car. How? And he was going, boom. I don't know, dude. I guess the jack gave out or something. But Jesus. Yeah, he, he just, his waist, or not his waist, like his upper body was stuck under the fucking car. So he was like trying to reach for shit and just <laughs> throwing it out to the house to try to get our attention. And we were just like, uh, oh, yep, he's uh trying to change the oil. <laughs> I do remember one story when I was, of course, out helping my dad uh, in the yard. And um, we had just gotten this brand new, this was like 1992, I think. And we had just gotten this brand new little Nissan pickup truck. And this was back in the 90s. You know those little mm-hmm. Nissan trucks from the 90s that, that aren't like a Frontier or any kind of named truck. It's just a Nissan, straight up just Nissan pickup truck. Yeah. And it was brand new. It was one of the first brand new cars that my, my parents ever got. We always had like used cars when I was a kid, you know. But this was a brand new little Nissan pickup truck. And, of course, I was out. It was late afternoon, and I don't even think I had my license yet. This might have been around, like, 91, 92. But he was having me drive the truck as we went around the yard, and he would, was throwing, um, 
like branches and shit in the back of it, and we were gonna take it uh, to uh, like a burn pile for all the like branches and limbs and stuff. And on the side of the house where the the fence was, there was this really skinny kind of makeshift uh, uh, gate that my dad put in. And so I was going to go through this gate and then take the, the stuff to the burn pile. And I went through that gate and this brand new truck that was like barely like maybe a week or two old. And I was too close to one of the, the poles. And, and, you know, there's like barbed wire like wrapped around the pole and I just scraped the fuck out of the side of that truck. Oh, no. As I'm going through, I just hear, I'm just scraping the shit out of it. And I hit, I, and I look back at my dad, and he's just, like, got his fist in the air screaming. And I just hit the oh. gas. <laughs> I didn't even change gear. I was, like, in first gear. I just hit the gas and just hauled ass while my dad's chasing me, like, with his fist in the air yelling at me. I went all the way to my grandma's house for sanctuary. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh man, yeah, I wouldn't have made it out of that alive. Yeah, I thought he was gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, thankfully I've never uh, crashed a car or, or scraped anything or anything like that for my dad to worry about. Oh, me and my brother, we destroyed every car we ever had. <laughs> my brother was. Uh, my brother ripped the bumper off of my dad's car one time because he was trying to fishtail down a dirt road and ended up losing Jesus control Christ. and smashing into a tree and and just yanked the back bumper off of the car. Um, I had a few accidents as a teenager with the family car. Um, quite a few, actually. <laughs> yeah, see, my brother crashed the the car that my parents gave him and then by proxy, of course, I was never allowed to borrow a car and they wouldn't get me my own car <laughs> because my brother totaled the one car that they gave one of their kids. Yeah, my brother almost died because he had a, uh, it was like a 1980 Cutlass Sierra and he loved that car, man, dude. He put like a big ass stereo in it, um, yeah. blacked out the windows. It was like maroon. It was like this huge boat of a car. You know, and it had, like, maroon interior. Like, he loved that car. My brother ended up flying off the road one night because he was, like, too busy trying to find a CD to put in the uh, the CD player, and he wasn't looking where he was going. He flew off the road and cut a telephone pole in half, and he wasn't wearing his seatbelt, and his head went through the windshield. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> how, did, how did he still have the equipment to be a fucking nuclear physicist? Or I don't know. Maybe that was what knocked some freaking sense into him. I don't know. Maybe I needed a good head through the windshield moment. That way I could have put my freaking life in order. <laughs> well, it's never too late, Jason. Yeah, we, let's do it. This weekend, <laughs> let's just go. We'll uh, smash my car into a... Oh, there's your daughter. What do you, what do you need? The toy? Why do you have like five? She has like five quarters in her hand. Why do you? Why do you have five quarters? The people want to know. It's to bribe the Wendigo. Is it to bribe the Wendigo? She said no. <laughs> you want your other toy? There's no toys in here, Lana. Oh, her other coin. There's a coin in here. Somewhere. Oh, she wants her money. Damn it. 
Yeah, right. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> we literally bribe her to be good now because she just likes coins. Yeah. So we'll just give her money. <laughs> it works. Yeah, that'll works work almost out. every time. <laughs> that'll work out good as <laughs> she gets older. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a learned behavior. <laughs> like, I'm being bad. I want a quarter. <laughs> She's going to eventually save up to where she can buy a fucking Barbie dream house or some shit. But um, a funny story of about my dad that I thought of, and this has always been a story that we've just told ad nauseum. Um, Christmas 2005 uh, would have been, yeah, after Katrina. And um, we, so I'm five years old at the time, which means my brother is eight plus five. I can't do that math 13. in my head. Okay. I'll take your word for it. And um, so we're just, we're, we're doing Christmas and every year at that point, my dad would have this just giant uh, camera that you record and it records onto a VHS tape. You have a VHS tape in it. And so he was doing that and he was filming us and I'm having a grand old time laying completely flat on the ground opening presents that are not mine because I can't read. So I'm just <laughs> opening my brother's presents and I'm like, ah, it's X-Men on VHS. And they're like, that's, I think Santa got that for your brother. It's like, no, I love X-Men. This is mine now. <laughs> uh, and my dad lets out just the most rambunctious fart. That has maybe ever existed on this planet. My dad was the biggest fan of potty humor. He loved a good fart. He was constantly farting and laughing about it. And so he's I mean, filming who us. Right. I mean, he's filming us and hikes a leg and then just lets out a, a long fucking fart. And the night before, while he was wrapping presents, he was wrapping presents and drinking um, rum and coke and eating kettle corn just all (laughs) night long and he lets out this fart and i never got to smell this fart thank god because i was laying prone on the ground and heat rises so it never got down to me but i'm just looking around confused as my brother runs into the bathroom to throw up in the trash can (laughs) because of this this fucking poltergeist of a fart my father let out as at christmas filming everybody merry christmas everybody (laughs) he runs after my bathroom and films uh after my brother and films him throwing up in the bathroom i want to see this tape oh dude i wish we could fucking find it i have no idea where it is and my mom runs outside to throw up because my brother's in the bathroom. So she's just puking over the side of the front steps. And my dad runs out to film her throwing up. <laughs> and I'm just sitting on the ground confused. Like, what's, why is everybody sad? Well, there's no way I'm going to beat that story. That's just epic. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my dad had a, some fucking good ones, bro. See, I, I had some fucking heaters in his butt. See, my uh, my uncle, I think I turned out more like my uncle than anybody of my family because my uncle's like, you know, a fan of comedy. He always like at the family get togethers, you know, he was the one, you know, drinking beers and getting loose and like cracking oh, yeah. jokes and stuff. And I always <laughs> like 
took after him when I was a kid. I, I loved my uncle to death. I still do. Um, he's got this tape uh, of me as a kid acting like an idiot that he he's, keeps threatening to show the world. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, please don't do that. Um, but I have no idea how I turned out the way I did <laughs> with mm-hmm. just my views on life and the comedy and the writing. Because I, my dad's a musician. He plays guitar. So that's the only thing I kind of took from my dad. It was musicianship, you know? And, like, yeah. I don't, like, my dad's just, he's not, the, my parents are so straight-laced. And I remember I I could always make my brother laugh when I was a kid, like, at dinner time and stuff like that. That's how I knew I was funny, because my brother, he's not, he's pretty straight-laced, too. He's not, like, a, my brother likes to laugh at stuff, like comedy specials, but my brother's not, like, you know, he's a freaking scientist, man. He's just not, you know, yeah. pretty serious guy. And I'm the only one in the family that just turned out to just be a com- a, a complete fucking jester, you know, like, oh, look at me. I want to be, you know, <laughs> I want to be an entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. I was very lucky to grow up in a house where we were all like, not only can, ev- can everyone in my family take a joke, but also like nothing's on- off the table. Like shit that I cannot say on stage, I can say to my family and get a fucking huge laugh out of. See, there's no way I could say the jokes that I say on stage, like at family dinner or anything like that. Like that's just not in the cards. Yeah, it's crazy that our our families are so opposite like that. You know what my my growing up experience was like, and, and I have friends that tell me this. My friend Johnny tells me this all the time. Every time he sees that '70s show, he always texts yeah. me and lets me know. It's like, dude. It, Watching that '70s show and it reminds me of you back in high school, because like my parents were basically Kitty and Red Foreman, and I was, you know, Eric. <laughs> like that's yeah. how my teenage life was. Was that '70s show? Yeah, I couldn't grow up in a household like that, dude. <laughs> my parents, Which, even, I mean, my parents even look like Red and Kitty. Like if you saw a picture of my parents and you saw a picture of Red and Kitty, that's there. There's no difference. They're the same picture. That's funny. No, like I, I, I don't think I ever even heard my dad speak a word until I got older. Like <laughs> I don't remember my dad talking when I was a kid. Like he just didn't fucking say anything. Yeah. And then when he got when I got older. You know, we would have like the fucking the white trash like showdowns in the front yard. Mm. We're like screaming at each other. Yeah, like, we never had those. <clears throat> no white trash throwdowns in the yard or anything. Yeah, which we never fought. We never physically fought, but it definitely got close. And I think my dad felt bad when I got later uh, up, you know, later in life, because like he knew that he like wasn't there a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So he would do stuff like take me to the tennis court because I, I don't know, I just mentioned that I wanted to play tennis one time. And yeah. so he, like for like weeks, he would go take me to the tennis court and play <laughs> tennis. And, uh, you know, we used to do Saturday morning cartoons together all the time because my dad worked night shift. Yeah. So he would come home around six o'clock or something like that. Yeah, my dad liked o'clock. to watch cartoons with me when I was a kid. Like he liked watching Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Yeah. When I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was some of the best memories of my dad. When he would come home, he would stop at Hardee's on his way home and get just a bunch of fucking Hardee's biscuits. Mm. And then he would come and wake me up out of the bed 
and we would go watch the <laughs> cartoons that they had on the CW at the time, which were like Justice League Unlimited, Sonic X, um, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, dude, I would fucking it. And it would be cold too. It'd be just like cold in the morning. I'd be mm-hmm. sitting there snugging up eating a fucking sausage biscuit watching wrestling and making fun of it with my dad yeah. they had the, the, the wwe they called it the saturday morning slam they put on a show mm-hmm. every saturday morning it was it was so much fun dude i'd give anything to go back one more time and do that yeah you know my my dad's favorite show of all time is uh the andy griffith show like he will watch oh, the yeah. freaking andy griffith show he would just watch it on repeat the rest of his life and never watch anything else, and he would be perfectly happy. Yeah, my parents are the same way, dude. Like, we watch MeTV constantly. And when I was a kid, they watched Andy Griffith's show constantly, mm-hmm. every single night. And they would just quote it word for word to each other. And I'm like, why are you still watching it if you know, <laughs> if you've memorized the screenplay for every episode of Andy Griffith? Oh, I do have memories of staying up late so I could watch MASH with my dad, like MASH reruns when I was a kid. My dad yeah. loved MASH. Like, MASH and Andy Griffith are, like, his two favorite shows of all time. I would; Those are the only times I would hear him crack up laughing, like, at, at jokes. Yeah. Were those shows. Yeah. I would watch a lot of stand-up specials with my dad, and we would crack up together. But it has to be the right one, because he, he wasn't into a lot of it. Like he wasn't into a lot of the comedy I liked. Yeah. But um I just I watched Burt Kreischer's newest special, Razzle Dazzle, on Netflix, which is hilarious, by the way. Mm. And uh he has a joke in that special about doing an escape room with his family and his his mom and his dad and his kids. And um he him letting out a fart while he's in this escape room <laughs> into his dad's mouth. And I was just sitting there laughing my ass off thinking like, dude, my dad would be fucking dying right now. If yeah. he was here, he loves stuff like that. See, when it came to comedy specials, I always was the one watching the comedy specials and stuff. And I would stay up late. My favorite show was David Letterman. I would stay up and watch David Letterman at night, I remember I woke my parents up laughing one time because it was the first time I ever saw Jeff Ross. The first Hell time yeah. he ever, his first time on TV was on David Letterman. And I laughed so freaking hard at that, I woke my parents up. Like I remember them coming in the living room and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. My dad worked night shift most of my life, so I don't think I ever really woke him up or anything like that yeah, my parents were early early to bed early to rise kind of people oh no dude my dad was always sleeping he, um, on his off days he would he would come in you know be asleep by eight or nine o'clock and then sleep until the nighttime and mm-hmm. then when it was nighttime he would fucking still sleep because it's nighttime my dad would go to bed at like eight o'clock at night seven o'clock at night wake up at like five in the morning and start doing yard work on the weekends and as soon as the you know like 6 30 in the morning came around my mom's like knocking on my bedroom door like you need to get up and go help your dad in the yard like no Uh, (laughs) yeah dude i was thankful that my dad never wanted my help because i'm the family fuck up too (laughs) (laughs) see i try to be the fuck up but i they still made me do stuff (laughs) 
Yeah, nah, dude. I've been trying to do like all kinds of man shit around the house since he's been gone. I'm constantly fucking it all up, dude. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> hey, I'm not it, cut out for at it. At least you have YouTube videos now to, to, to do stuff. Sure. But then I was doing stuff like I was loading scrap metal onto a trailer and then I put weights on it. Like, uh, you know, like actual like plate weights mm -hmm. and it, it, they went through the fucking trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> of course, this trailer can't take 50 pounds of weight right in this one spot. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dude, just shit like that. I'm not good at any of that shit. Yeah. I don't think anybody's dad ever really is. <laughs> it is sort of do stuff and hope it turns out right. Yeah, my dad wasn't either, I don't think. He would pretend to know what he was doing and then fuck it up and then not finish it because as an, an a, a 45 year old adult i realize that nobody knows how to do anything ever they're just sort of just doing things and hoping for the best that's adulthood right. that's what i'm fixing to do dude i'm fixing to uh move the air conditioner the window unit air conditioner from the front of the living room to the back of the living room nice and i'm I'm just gonna fucking wing it. <laughs> well, have fun with that. Fuck out. But, uh, I will try my best. We're coming up on the end of the extra episode here. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it wasn't a laugh a minute riot, but you know we had to ease Jacob back into the swing of things here on the show. Yeah, you got to be gentle with me, dude. You can't go fucking you know straight back to the the, the ass with no. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we, we got some good guests coming up in May. We got some really good guests coming up in May. And, uh, so I hope you guys enjoy everything this month. This is going to be a great month. <clears throat> May is going to be an awesome month for open micers. So you guys please stick around and, um, anything else you want to, want to throw out there before we leave for this extra episode for the month of April? Yeah, dude. Uh, shout out to absolutely everybody who has like sent me messages and, told me you know I, I can call them whenever i need it i uh, really appreciate all y'all shout out to everyone in the patreon i appreciate appreciate all y'all so much fucking you know old rob robbie hennig donated just an absurd amount of money to my mom's gofundme that we set up so just thank you so fucking much to everyone that did that man um yeah and uh so stuff for the patreon my mom's gofundme is fully funded by the way so oh, cool thank awesome. you everybody who donated to that we reached our goal we're more than happy with how that turned out um stuff for the patreon in may i'm gonna do another episode of open rants i'm gonna do another rant to put on there and i'm gonna try to get someone else to do a rant to put on there uh oh i got some rants <laughs> yeah dude film yourself doing a rant to, to put on there man I haven't been working on my screenplay lately. I'm going to start working on my screenplay again so that I can post another update of that into the Patreon. And uh, I have a comedy show May 6th at uh, Chandelier Island Brewing Company. Starts at 4.30. I'll be doing uh, 15 minutes of clean stand-up at Chandelier Island Brewing Company. And we've got just a fuckload of good guests booked for May. I don't think our guest tomorrow is going to make it because he hasn't responded to me, but <laughs> we've got a whole fucking good good group of guys coming up man and uh, i have i have a show coming up may 13th go to uh red radio after dark on facebook and um that go to that event 
And you can go to the eventbrite.com site to get tickets for it. It's at Tracks in Long Beach on the Gulf Coast here. And it's going to be music, burlesque, and comedy. And the comedy is uh, going to be me and Miss Patty Dwyer uh, doing the comedy for the night. And uh, we got some burlesque dancers and we got some music. It's going to be like an old school kind of like, um, you know, vaudeville <laughs> kind of thing. You know, that type of like comedy, you know, multi stuff going on in the show. So if, you, if you're into that, go get your tickets. Go to Red Radio After Dark on Facebook. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this for this extra episode. Anything else before we go? Nah, dude. All right. Well, if you want to email us, you know where to email us. It's openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We're at openmicers.com. Takes you to our website. Linktree slash openmicerspodcast takes you to the Linktree. It takes you everywhere you need to go. And, of course, join the – you're already here on the Patreon. But if you're getting this on the regular feed, go to patreon.com slash ompodcast and join the Patreon. And we will see you guys next month. My dad's dead. <laughs> My damn mouse batteries <laughs> went out. <laughs>